Guys, when you watch and or listen to this uh, interview, you are going to be filled with inspiration and the emotion of just going outside and doing exactly what you need to do in order to move yourself and your business along. Max, well, Maxwell, now I get to call him Max because we're friends, um, is an absolutely inspiring individual. Um, he is blind, fully blind, uh, and he does not use that as a crutch. So to those of you that are watching or listening that are blind in business, they feel you guys feel as if that you know you're not hitting the marks, you're making up all these BS excuses for not doing this or not and not getting the results that you want. Listen to this podcast, hear the wisdom, hear what Max has to say, and just go out there, shut up, and just do it. Because Max with a handicap is going out there and he's absolutely crushing it and he's not leaving any type of excuse uh, and not letting anything get in his way. He's written books. He's a uh, consultant that, that help uh, raise more awareness about your brand and getting on more podcasts. Um, and I have to throw a shout out to his next journey, um, which is him going to the UK and beyond. He ran a GoFundMe campaign that uh, took him to New York and he lived there for two and a half weeks fully blind and wrote an, even a book about it. The guy is awesome. Such a cool interview. And if you watch till the end, he even sings for us. The man can do everything. Max, it's been an absolute honor. Everybody enjoy the show. Let's go. Maxwell, welcome to the show. How's your day going, man? It's going pretty good. Uh, how are you doing, Jonathan? Is it John or Jonathan? Jonathan's uh, good for me. I've been called okay. a lot worse by ex-girlfriends, so I'll, we'll start there with Jonathan. Um, uh, and most people call me Max after they get past the after they get past the introductions. We're good. We're there you go. All right, the so Max, it is pleasure, honor to meet you, good sir. So before we get into the heavy hitting questions about business and entrepreneurship. Uh, we have to talk about the important stuff. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Maybe you got like this kick-ass contract or something of that nature. Where are you going to eat and what are you going to order in order to make your day complete? Okay. I love, I love unusual, unique questions that nobody's ever asked me before. So you get bonus points. Um, nice. I can't give you any prize for it, but I will mention it when I do my blog post Good about the experience. Me, man. It's good um, for me, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, I like uh, I like to try th I like to try new things. But when it comes to celebrations, it's Chinese food. All right. And um, I used to be real big on kung pao chicken, but since I had the gastric surgery, I can't handle the spicy stuff as good as I used to. So it's uh, maybe some general sao, maybe some uh, 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 some sweet and sour shrimp. What, my absolute favorite, but you cannot get it in, in very many Chinese restaurants, at least you can't get it very get it done very well, is Egg Fu Young. Mm, yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. And it's also always good to say hi to the general because the general, so he, he's, uh, he, al he, always, <laughs> uh, he always knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, good stuff, man. So, uh, so we're going to get into the, the questions about business and entrepreneurship, uh, but I do want to indicate and at least tell the, the listeners and viewers um, that Max, 
you are our first physically blind entrepreneur on the show. We've been using the blind entrepreneur as a metaphor for being lost and blind in business, um, but you are physically blind and all the things that you are going to hear today on the show um, are stories of a person who has a, 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 a handicap, so to speak, but it, you're not using that as any type of excuse and you're kicking ass and I couldn't be uh, more proud for you to be on the show and to hear your story. So Max, th again, thank you so much for your time, man. It really means a lot. Well, thank you so much. And I can't believe we didn't find each other sooner. I was shocked that it took my good friend, uh, Mara Sweeney, who I think has been on your show or is going to be, to say, hey, Max, this guy's got a podcast. It sounds like you need to be on it. <laughs> and uh, then what was really cool is she goes, uh, Max, I found it on this list here. You need to sign up to this new list. And so I've been getting lots of new podcast uh, hosts to contact and reach out to since since that. So you're really part of a of a of a big you know a, a blessing. A, one of those great days just had to be. So and I want to make sure that everybody knows. Um, you did ask me if I was comfortable mentioning my blindness or with the name of the show, and I just want to let people know I don't have the first bit of problem with this because. There are so many things in business that people have blind spots about, or that they're lost when, uh, as far as how to get, how to get to that next place that they need to get to with their business. So I think it's a great title, and uh, I'm sure I'm not going to be the last physically blind person to come on your show because, while people call me the blind blogger, it's because I'm one of the few blind guys or girls putting myself out there really hard into the sighted world. But there are a lot of visually impaired and totally blind bloggers, podcasters, authors, musicians out there. And so it's just going to be a matter of time. After I do your show, don't be surprised if uh, if I send you some people or some people go, hey, I saw Max on your show, and now I want my turn. Nice. Hey, I'm totally down for that. I would, I would be honored to have that on there, uh, more people uh, on the show. So, so first question off the bat, probably the hardest one. Tell me about a time that you felt lost in business and how did you overcome it? Right. Well, um, this is this is my this is my this is my origin story to use a, to use a movie term. Um, in 2007, I was still working in our family's carnival, traveling the country in a, in a travel trailer RV 45, 50 weeks out of the year going too well i had had joined up with my uncle's carnival to save money on our insurance and my games weren't making any money and i i went to this event in groves texas called the texas state pecan festival my family's been doing that event for like 50 years now the the committee people known me since i was five uh had perfect weather had lots of people on the midway everybody else is making money i'm sitting there with a booth full of licensed toys and i can't get the you know the proverbial first dollar so I come home from that, and I'm like, Max, you've been talking about helping people for a while now, but you ain't done nothing about it. And so I said, you know, Max, if you didn't get them today, you ain't never going to get them. Mm -hmm. And so I called my brother up in Florida, and I said, Michael, we're going to file for the domain name. So we filed for MidwayMarketplace.com, and it took us five months because neither one of us knew anything about starting a website. Um, he helped me get my site online to start with was was real simple four-page thing using a, a widget from SwordsForge so that I didn't have to know how to upload stuff to put the equipment listings on the website. Uh, a little while later, he gets a really high-paying job, so I'm left with a website. No idea how I'm going to run this website. 
the, not sure what tools I even can use because I am a totally blind guy using speech. So I started asking a bunch of dumb questions online. And eventually, I was steered towards the W3C.org tutorials on creating a website. And I went through those stupid things one thing at a time, creating a, a hyperlink, an email link, a photo. And, you know, I got to the point where, okay, I've got all the elements down. I'm going to create my first page. And I got to the point where you have to select your colors. And now I used to have vision. And I remembered that when the carnival, the toys always look best on a yellow background. So I thought I'll get, I'll choose yellow. And I used the color words instead of the, instead of the color heck, uh, numbers, because I wasn't sure what numbers went with what color. So I chose yellow and I said, I want blue for the, the text and red for the links and orange for previously clicked links. Well, I had no idea what colors I was picking. And basically, I ended up with a website that worked. It was very functional. I used it and still use it to sell equipment, although it looks a lot better now than it did then. But I was told that the yellow was like ice cream and yellow, <laughs> that the blue was, was navy blue, the red was brick, almost a fire engine red. And I've been told more than once that Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder could have had an argument over this website. It was so vivid. I mean, it was gaudy. It was awful. And I didn't have a way to edit images. I can only put this up that people sent me. So if somebody has a ride, they've taken pictures at a couple of different places or different times. I might have three or four different sized images on the same page together, you know? So it, but the, the thing was, is I didn't have the money to hire somebody. I didn't have the trust to turn somebody loose on my baby and say, okay, I will let you fix the website. So I just did, the best that I could do. And I'll tell you, in the in a course of about six months, I had to teach myself HTML. And over, over the next five years, I would write over a million, if not over two million lines of code, creating one page at a, one line at a time. Because when you're blind, you can't use the what you see is what you get type approaches. You know, you can't uh, drop and drag. You can't well, you can cut and paste, but knowing where you're going to paste it to is the problem. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I felt really lost. I felt like, man, I've got this website. I'm starting to get people to, to listen to me when I, I say they need to list their equipment on, with me and give me a chance to sell it. Uh, but now what do I do? I've got to figure out a way, some way that I can uh, update and expand and maintain my own site because that's just what you have to do as an as a business owner, especially in the beginning, if you aren't doing it, it probably ain't getting done. And I just, like I said, I did what uh, what I do most every other time with with uh, with big problems like this. I decided, okay, what do I need to do? And the the, the objective was create the website. Uh, who can I ask to help me with that or to teach me how to do it? And so I, I learned some of it. Some of it I got people to, to send me copies of code that I would just copy and paste into my website. And sometimes I just said, you know, Max, you can't do a darn thing about this right now. Just focus on the stuff you can. And then and so then I would focus on recruiting clients, uh, posting their equipment to my website, sharing on social media, building my email list. And this really comes back to my four questions, which I didn't even know they were my four questions when I was doing it. That's the way this stuff works, man. You figure out what to call it later. But I have mm. these four questions. You know, if you can do it, take action immediately. If you can't do it, can you learn how? If you can't do it or learn how, can you get somebody to do it for you? If you can't learn it, if you can't do it, learn it or farm it out to somebody, then you just ignore it and work on the stuff you can. 
Yeah, amen to that. That's great. Those are great pieces of advice. Um, I want to expand on a couple of things, if uh, if you don't mind, um, sure. on some of the things that you said. The, the one thing that I've that I've heard constantly is this: like, never say quit. This never quit attitude of not letting anything get in your way, um, and just like constantly propelling forward regardless of the situation. Um, what what has that been like for you? At, at what point in time where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I'm going to do the things that I love, and this is what I love, and here are the reasons why I love it, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing me back to that. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people who like me grew up in a in a in a family that runs its own business. You learn pretty quick that you're not going to have all the resources you you need. You know. And in the carnival business, it all comes down to getting open on Thursday or Friday night. And people really don't care how you do it. As long as they can buy a funnel cake and ride the Ferris wheel when you open, they could care less how. So you get you get to this point of, of basically uh, you don't have a choice attitude. And there were more there were lots of times during the time my dad was alive, during the time me and my brothers ran the show when we would we would get open, we would get equipment to the to the next midway. And the help would ask us, well, how did you do that? And, our, and my dad would always just look at them and grin and go, what, did we have a choice? <laughs> and so I think I've, you know, I've, I've probably had 20 or 30 years worth of lessons, of experience lessons of, okay, the way we do things in this family, this business is we just find a way. And we don't care what it looks like. We don't, we, you know, we don't care how dirty and greasy and oily we get. As long as we accomplish the goal we set out for ourselves. And I tell you, I'm actually proud to say there were times I worked my game uh, or, or worked in the ticket box. And underneath the, underneath the hem of my short pants, there'd be grease all the way up to my waist. Hmm. You know, because I actually used to help set up and take down rides. Hmm. There, you know, we, um, we used to have a joke about it. Um, before I came back to the carnival, I, I played beat baseball with a, with some people from from work, and they gave me a jersey with number twenty five on it. And the, the joke on our family midway was, "Okay, Max is the twelfth man. He has a jersey. It's number twenty five. If we have to ask him to help, that means something really bad is happening." <laughs> That's funny. That's too funny. So so now you 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 grew up in your family business in the carnival industry. Um, which that in itself, I'm sure you have a boatload of stories to tell. Um, but yeah. now you're doing something, um, I'd say it could be more fun to most people, but I'm sure it's not as fun as carnival rides and, and carnival uh, and funnel cake and things like that. So talk a little bit more about what it is that you're doing now um, and how you're able yeah. to help people. Sure. And what I'm doing now is is another one of these things that came out of uh, I like to say self-defense. Five years ago, uh, I had, I was trying to promote the the old the my first website, and I responded to an open call to do a radio show with Brian Hammer Jackson on the Blog Talk Radio Network, and he was going to spotlight small business owners. So on, I, I put my name in. They 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 chose me, and on Friday morning I showed up, and you know had I had a horrible call. Um, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, I, my phone dropped the call, his network dropped the call, 
And at one point he goes, what, are you blind or something? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> to which we had, a, we had that horrible dreaded thing in radio. We had like 30 seconds of, of dead silence, which is, <laughs> which is horrible. And then we laughed. Then I started laughing about it. And then he laughed about it. And then we had, you know, a few minutes of conversation. He invited me back the next week. And I ended up being on his show every Friday for about six months. And I eventually started realizing, you know, Max, you can do other shows. There are lots more radio shows and podcasts out there where you can share your message of finding solutions instead of making excuses. And so I started doing other people's shows. And now here it is five years later. I am uh, I'm getting other people booked so that they can do what I do, so they can share their stories and make a connection like we are here so they can reach new, larger, wider audiences. And so they can start building their platform or their brand. And it's something I'm really passionate about. I feel really great about it. And what's really cool is sometimes I get a person a, a booking, and I think I've gotten them a booking. And then I find out later, well, no, that booking led to a lot more because mm -hmm. people just don't realize how many opportunities can come from doing the host may have a conference. He may have an a, a online magazine, a virtual forum he's working on. Uh, so there can be lots of, of other opportunities out there. And, for example, I recently got uh, one of my clients, uh, Adriana Gavazzoni, I got her booked on a podcast. And after it was over with, she got invited to uh, be featured in, a, in, a in two different magazines, and um, she was included in a in a book collaboration project that I think is going to be out next month. I think uh, called the I Buried My Chest Project. So, you know, it's just it's really great knowing that I'm helping these people get their names out there and uh, getting people you know introduced to who they are and, and helping them build their businesses. But it's really exciting when you see these chain reactions that happen from introducing them to just one show. And it doesn't happen all the time. And the other thing I really, really get excited about is when I can refer a visually impaired or blind business owner to a host. Because for the most part, the blind do not really put themselves out there in the sighted world. They, mm -hmm. uh, it's not 100%, but most of them, uh, they, they feel uncomfortable about leaning or let's let's just call it what it is they feel uncomfortable using the blind card and that's what they're afraid they'll be accused of if they start reaching out too much to people who are sighted and me i personally have no shame you know i grew up my family are showmen i mean promoting is something i used to do so being uh willing if not over willing sometimes to put my name out there and go hey you need to have me on your show that's easy for me. It's hard for a lot of other people, even mm -hmm. sighted people. There are a lot of sighted people who are very successful people who are doing stuff, but they still either don't have the courage or don't have the information and experience to put themselves out there. And when you take a person who's got a lot going on already and you, uh, you hear that aha moment when they go, Max, I love doing that radio show. When are you going to get me my next one? Mm -hmm. You know, when you have that conversation, that is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, that is really awesome. I um, one of the hardest things to do, and the one thing that I'm curious about is the aspect of getting your first 100 customers. Um, it sounds as if that you help others, you help others get featured so they can obtain their first 100 customers. Um, what what strategies or what would you recommend to people who 
may not be able to get on a podcast or may not be able they think that they don't have the right story uh, to to tell uh, to a podcaster or to a blog or whatever it is um, what would you recommend to those individuals that are trying to get their 100th customer I, I love what you said there in the beginning I'm gonna steal that and put it in my marketing material because <laughs> it perfectly explains what I do um, and as, as you mentioned I'm naturally I'm not uh, I'm not looking for a hundred customers because right. I am trying to help these people get their their hundred customers or their hundred sales um, the first thing I would say is when you if, if you're going to have a website and I believe most people do file for a domain name claim your territory even if you use a even if you redirect it to a free site own your name that's one thing I would say um, lean on your name know who you are know what your story is and uh you know, be always mindful of what your story is, what your brand is. If you don't know what your brand is, there are lots of people online who can help you figure out what it is. My thing is helping people figure out what this story is. And I do think it's interesting. There are a lot of people who, when you talk to them, they're like, Max, people wouldn't want to hear from me. I'm not really doing all that much. And I used to be the same guy. I used to say, hey, I'm just a guy who shows up every day and works his butt off trying to support his family. That was what I would tell people when I introduced myself. And of course, I've finally realized that's a lie. That's a, you know, it's a big time lie. I was telling myself because what I do is more important than that. Even if some days I still don't believe it, uh, there are a lot of people who have great stories. They just don't understand or accept them or realize them. And so I tell people, hey, if you don't know for sure if your story is good enough, as a matter of fact, if you're sure you don't have a great story, go to my website, theblindblogger.net, and send me an email. Tell me your story. I don't care whether you use 50 words or 500 words. Tell me your story. I'll let you know because one of the things that I love is a great story. Uh, I grew up in a business where when the weather was bad, we told stories. My dad was a great storyteller. So send me a message. Let me, let me hear your story, and I'll be shocked if there isn't something in it that you're overlooking. But as far as getting that attention, that exposure, uh, Building an email list is a good way to do that, but the hard part with an email list is what can you do for people that will make them want to subscribe, and then how you know do you get into the nuts and bolts of a mailing list? I'm not going to go into that second part, but I will give I will give people an example from, from the first part. Uh, when I first started with the Midway, people wouldn't return my calls or my emails. I actually got kicked off of a few sites because they thought I was was mm. spamming people, even when under the under the technical description of the word, I was not spamming people, okay? That would <laughs> be my defense if I ended up in internet court. Um, that would be my defense. Um, but they wouldn't open my emails. They wouldn't return my And I finally thought, Max, you don't have any money. You know, you're brand new. What can you give them that they need? And I thought I could give them traffic. So I started offering people free text links on the on the Midway in exchange for signing up my email, email list. And while I haven't really been pushing new subscriptions to it in the last year there's over 3,500 people on the email list all over the world in a dozen different industries hmm. or segments of the industry uh, with the with the blindblogger.net I offer people a free copy of my first ebook leading you out of the darkness into the light a blind man's inspirational guide to success and I tell you what for your audience if you will if you mention this in the comment I will give them the audio copy of my book all I need them to do is to sign up for my email list you won't get more than one email a week yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great offer. Um, and I was, uh, believe it or not, crazily enough, I'd say, uh, you even have your own Instagram. 
So the next portion of the segment of, of what we do here on the show is we always go in a deep dive of Instagram. I'm going to explain the, the, the Instagram for to okay. you. Okay, uh, this is a good. This okay now. We we should we should just go ahead and admit this right now. We're going to have fun with this because he's talking to a blind guy using Instagram. I want to give y'all a minute just to remember what we're because I'm talking totally blind here, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and let me make a personal service announcement for all visually impaired computer users on the net. Please, people, when you post to Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Please use the caption feature. Put a few words of text and tell us what the heck it is we'd be looking at if we were looking at it. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a really good point. You know, I, I don't think I've ever... I'm probably the worst person to do that. I, I use, like, <laughs> a lot of vague... I use a lot of vague stuff on the Internet. So I'll, if I take a picture of, like... Uh, I'm right near the uh, city of Philadelphia. I'll take a picture of the city hall and I'll say something like, Beautiful. And then you're going to be like, what the F does beautiful mean? Like, beautiful could be anything. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. I've never thought of that. So the first yeah. one was um, you're, you're having your, you took a picture of yourself um, giving your book away to your oncologist. Uh, what, was that, what was that experience like? Well, that was cool because my oncologist is one of those really positive people. He's... He is exactly what you would want if you're suffering from cancer. He's like the, the tech, the, like you, you know, you go to central casting and look for, and look for a doctor that's an oncologist that has to deal with people who are mostly dying. He'd be it. So, and he was, and the, and the reason I get, okay, the, the real reason I did that, even though that book was three years old, the book wasn't my latest book when I did that. But the next time I see him, I'm going to take him a copy of my latest book. Uh, the reason I did that is he was one of the few people that when I went off to New York City, didn't try to talk me out of it. He didn't try to talk you out of it. He did not try to talk me out of it. He's like, Max, he's like, Max, I'm an oncologist. I deal with people's mental health more than their physical. Mm -hmm. And he said, people who have stuff to do and stuff to look forward to doing, they live longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually a perfect segue into the next one, because the next one is you, uh, I guess you made your own GoFundMe page for uh, for you going to New York, help the blind bloggers see New York. Uh, did you make it? And if you did, how was it? Oh, how was my trip? Yeah, how was your trip? How was your trip to? Uh, it was you, amazing. You, you went it was then, a, right? It was Yeah, I went. Okay, cool. Yeah, how, how was it? Yeah, no, it was a. It was amazing. I spent two and a half weeks between here and there and back. Uh, I went skating at Rockefeller Center. I saw Wicked on Broadway. Nice. Um, you know, I uh, I got to ride in a pedal cab. I got to ride the stat the, uh, the the ferry to the Statue of Liberty. I got to do a TV interview. It wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't Kelly Ripa or Good Morning America, but it was a great show. With, nice. um, and I and I got treated so well by the New Yorkers. While the t during the time I was there, I had a cabbie try to give me his umbrella until I explained to him that a cane plus umbrella was not a good combination. <laughs> and uh, uh, another fellow bought my breakfast. And, uh, yeah, and then two, two guys from England, when, I, when, when nobody could figure out how to get me a cab at Rockefeller Center, uh, two guys with some of the thickest English accents you're ever going to hear walked, over to, walked me over to this pedal cab, which is like a rickshaw, but, but it runs on battery and fuel instead of pedal, mm -hmm. uh, and said, here, take him. Where, take, he's, they said, here, he's going to Broadway. Take him. And I don't know what kind of money they threw down, but I was told it was probably around 60 bucks, and these guys, it's like, I don't think the same. So um, 
I stayed in the, I stayed in an apartment using Airbnb. Um, some days I bought groceries. Some days I ate food. I tried new food. Um, you know, I walked around Times Square. I went to for the first week and a half. I was I was kind of tight with money, and then the second week I I had a sale come through for the Midway, and I had some more money. So I, um, but I took the subways, the buses, the cabs. And I personally think that GPS is going to be the death of all of us because mm. there is not – I did not run into a single New York cabbie the whole time I was there who knew where a damn thing was. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, GPS, uh, it's, it's, it definitely makes you lazy, among many other things as well, I'm sure. So I have – Hey, we had one guy couldn't find Central – we had one guy couldn't find Central Park. Oh geez, yeah, that, that's a little much. I mean that that I mean that to me is like I don't I'm not even from New York, and I even I know how to get there. I, I can tell you how to get there from where I'm standing right now without a GPS whatsoever. <laughs> so that's uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. So I have uh, two more questions. First sure. one's gonna be easy. Um, if there's anybody in the entire world, in business, in media, whatever it is, who would you like to meet, and why would you like to meet them? That is tough. Uh, that is so tough. But I think I got to go with Richard Branson because he's w responsible for one of my favorite quotes, which is uh, "Promise to do something and then figure out how to deliver." Mm. And he's also, you know, kind of crazy. You know, the guy has, you know, isn't he? Hasn't he done the balloon thing? And he's got a he's got a trip into outer space working. I mean, yep. he's and I tend to gravitate towards people who are considered crazy by the rest of the world. So I think that would be my pick. <laughs> I like that. It's a good answer. Final, the final question, the blind entrepreneur is defined as a person who may be temporarily lost or blind in business. They cannot see the obvious in what is staring at them directly in front of their face. If uh, To the individuals who are stuck or temporarily blind in business, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to those fellow entrepreneurs? All right. The first one is really important, so you all listen really carefully, okay? If you refuse to ask for help, you are robbing the other person of the joy that would come from helping you. Mm. And I say that because I mean for people to realize that we are not intended to do this stuff all by ourselves. And if you will just start reaching out to other people, many of them will say yes. But you have to ask. And the other side of that coin is there are people who when they see somebody struggling – will automatically want to help that person. Well, the problem is, is a lot of people are good at asking for help, but they stink out loud if somebody offers it to them without asking. But so just remember, just put it, put it on the other person that you are stealing their, their joy, their fun, their, their passion by not asking for help. That's the first thing. Most important thing I can tell people as a matter of fact. Uh, the second thing is, this, the life is not the Olympics, so stop trying to win style points. Hmm. Uh, it does not matter how you, you do it, what it looks like, how you feel or look after it's over with. The question is, what was your goal? What was the question? Did you achieve the goal? Did you answer the question? And if you, a lot of people get hung up on the details of how. And to me, one of the things that really makes it easier for me is because I've I've been just getting it done for so long that I I'm not exactly sure I know how to to 
to worry what other people are thinking or seeing. And of course, it doesn't hurt that I'm blind because that means I can't see people staring at me when I fall down. You know? <laughs> um, and and I think the third thing is stop worrying about the words crazy and weird. Most things that get done get done by people who are who are doing it before it was expected, or they do things that the people around them just aren't used to seeing you do. And when you take off on a new path, when you start a new business, you're doing two things. One, you're improving yourself. But the other thing is so many people think, if he's winning, I'm losing. If he's moving forward, I'm falling behind. If he's doing these new things that I don't know a damn thing about, eventually he's going or we're going to lose touch as friends. And, of course, there are, there are advantages to finding people who aren't supportive to you and your goal and, and removing them from your circle. But I would say let's stop getting upset about the word crazy, weird, unusual, different. And there are going to be times when you talk to people who don't have the first clue what you're talking about. They don't understand it, and they have no interest in understanding it. That's when you reach out to somebody you know online who does understand it, or at least will try to. And that's why I tell people if you're stuck for finding that first new online friend, there's always the blindblogger.net. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Well, speaking of friend, it's been an absolute honor having you on the show, Max. Uh, I hope that we can now call each other friends uh, going forward. Um, I, w I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time uh, to talk about your experiences in business. It really means a lot. Uh, I'd like to give you the next 30 seconds. It is all yours to talk about yourself. Tell everybody about what you got going on, how they can learn more, be a part of your journey, or even become a customer. There you go. Um, as far as finding me, you can go to theblindblogger.net. I'm doing two things. One, I'm really pushing my latest book, The Blind Blogger's New York City Adventures, How You Can Make Your Dreams Come True. It is not only full of many great life lessons, it is a very entertaining book. I've been told that it's more Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn than it is Stephen Covey or Wayne Dyer. And the person who said that, I told him, I said, you know, I would have taken one of those four. I didn't need all four. <laughs> uh, but it's it's uh, it's got lots of great pictures. And the pictures themselves are actually a lesson because it shows that the blind guy could go to New York City and by asking people for help, asking for people to help him get photos so he can share his story later, it happened. I've got 60 Beautiful color photos in the in the ebook of the, of the thing, hmm. and that happened because I didn't worry about well, I can't take the picture. You know, I thought well, I'll just start asking people and see what happens, and we ended up with a lot of great pictures. As far as the radio stuff, uh, I do believe that if you're an author, musician, filmmaker, smartphone designer, graphic novelist, if you're a creative type person, you probably don't have the time to be getting yourself out there. If you have the time, you may not believe in your story yet to where you can put yourself out there and say, hey, I need to be on your podcast, radio show, TV show. I need to be guest posting on your website. That takes time. It takes practice. So if you're if you're not ready or if you just don't want to do that, I can do it all. I can help you decide what your story is, help you tell your story, find the shows, send the pitches. And oh, by the way. I know what it is to have more talent and passion than cash or credit, so I'm not talking thousands of dollars a month. So if they'll visit my website, 
They can go to the blindblogger.net slash online publicity. I think there's a dash in there. Or just go to the blindblogger.net. They can, they can, uh, they can see more. Uh, they can find the links on there for the online publicity for my past clients under success stories. And for all of my books, Leading You Out of the Darkness into the Light, It's Not the Cookie, It's the Bag, and The Blind Blogger's New York City Adventures. And, oh, by the way, I'm in the process of planning a trip to the U.K., Europe, and beyond, and there will be a crowdfunding page on my website coming soon. So those are, those are I'm probably sure that's more than you wanted to hear. But, uh, <laughs> hey, since it's, since it's a business podcast and we've already kind of gone a couple of places you probably didn't expect to go today, uh, I'd like to finish this show by singing a little for you. How does that sound? Sounds good to me, man. Take it away. All right. All right, cool. Too many times we stand aside and let the water slip away till what we've put off to tomorrow has finally come today. So don't stand upon the shoreline and say you're satisfied. Choose to chance the rapids. I dare to dance the tide. Beautiful, man. I don't even know Thank if you. I can speak after that because it was, <laughs> it was, uh, that's, that's the way to, to drop the mic, man. That is the way. Max, right. it's been an absolute honor, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for your time. You're an inspiration. To everybody still watching and listening, thank you guys for always watching, listening, commenting, subscribing, liking, all that fun stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews. Being blind in business is temporary, and I hope after listening to the wisdom of Max today, you are now able to see more clearly. Go out there and execute your vision. Have a good rest of your day, everybody.